had that playing in the background a little bit, a little bit like that. Alright. <sighs> What's going on, folk? What the fuck is happening with y'all? Run Those Games Podcast, episode 10. God damn, we made it to 10 episodes consistently. What's happening, Eric? That's our role. True, true. I feel you. I feel you on that. But how's everybody doing today? You know, gotta do like a little pre-show thing. Gotta wait for more folks to come in. So I'm just gonna sit here talking bullshit for a little bit. Speaking of which, I probably gotta touch on this subject a little bit. If you ain't, if you don't drive often, then you don't understand little things like uh, uh, little annoyances and shit like that. Bruh, if you don't use your turn signals while driving, I hope that somebody rams your shit with a damn four-door big-ass monster truck. Ain't nothing worse than when I'm driving, and you know, I drive fast. I'm not gonna say here shit coach shit. I, should, I really do drive fast out here in these streets, but I drive fast within reason of knowing that the person in front of me might not be trying to go 10 to 5, sometimes 15, mind your business, Oh, the speed limit. So, I kind of pay attention, but I hate when people are like, just getting ready to turn, and you kind of have to guess they're turning or they're just driving slow, and then they want to turn fast as shit out of nowhere. Like, bitch, well, this whole situation could have been avoided if you would just turn on your goddamn turn signal. But anyways, what's happening, Swag? What's happening, uh, I'm just gonna call you V-Boss, bro. Yo, your name is V-Boss. What's happening with y'all? And what's happening with Dante? Make sure everybody who pulled up right now, go ahead and leave a like and share this stream out. Because, you know, I do appreciate that shit so damn much. But let's go ahead and get into the podcast itself. First order of business. We're going to sit here and talk about Radical Heights. So, unless you've been living under a rock, tree, couch, basement, whatever it may be. The Battle Royale genre is the new hot thing in gaming. We see this over and over again. You know, Call of Duty did it initially with the creating a class system. We went through the, the, the zombie age, which is slowly starting to come back and be cool again. We've seen the vampire age. We've seen the survival age. We're seeing this, the, the open world shit. Every now and again, actually every year or so, there's always that thing that like pops in which every developer uh, is, is trying to get their, their ends on and shit like that. So, you know, now this year, the Battle Royale thing is popular. You know, started with, what was it? To my knowledge, I don't know too much as far as, you know, the first game that did Battle Royale. But, you know, H1Z1 was the game that did it. It was mad popular and shit like that. But, you know, the downfall of the game was, uh, the problem with the problem was that, um, I'm missing my, I'm losing my train of thought. The problem was that the game wasn't finished. So like there was too many bugs and glitches and shit. But they had microtransactions within the game that you could get different skins or not different skins, but you had to get like you could loot crates and shit like that. The whole nine, which you know caused the issue because like instead of focusing on how to get money, focus on the game, which will then in turn bring in money. Then the people who were on H1Z1 went start PUBG. PUBG was successful, but same issues that is that you know plagued h1z1 and now fortnite is a new thing you got celebrities playing it you got athletes playing it you got kids adults grandmas nieces nephews everybody named mom's playing it to the point where i'm pretty sure they're gonna make an animal pad so your dog can play that shit i'm calling it but now games are trying to coin or make coin off of the goofy genre that is Fortnite. Because for those of you who do not know, Fortnite is the more goofier approach to the Battle Royale where you could build an entire mansion just by getting shot once if you had the, the materials for it and shit like that. But there are knockoffs, and like most people know, knockoffs never fully hold up or are that good anyways. So a game that's kind of 
steering towards the goofy realm of Fortnite, but still kind of trying to remain grounded as far as a shooter or battle royale shooter, is this game called Radical Heights. Now, for those of you who do not know Radical Heights too well, it is, I don't, I think the dude who made Lawbreakers, uh, Cliffy B, I think that's his name, he's behind this game, and on the outside looking in, this game is still in really, really early pre-alpha access and things of that sort. Um, it looks dope and it sounds cool on paper, but shout out to the homie Ricky, make sure y'all check out his channel and shit like that, show love to the homie. Uh, apparently the game's not fundamentally sound. Like, uh, 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 the the game is like, what, $14 to get the early access or whatever, but the game doesn't have its own type of stability or things of that sort that make it its own gem, I should say. To the point where it just doesn't feel like fun, is very clunky, things of that sort, and the game just basically needs overall improvement. But, instead of me talking fully, let me show you, hold up, you selling that tobe again? What's that... What Dante, what is that, fam? I'm gonna need you to, to clarify that. But we gonna watch, or I'm gonna show a little bit of the homie Ricky's little review or forewarning about the game. So here it is. Uh, What's going on, everyone? It's your boy Thirty Two. We are back. With another so video. the game, game, you like start out on a bike or whatever, you ride around things like that. You can also buy the weapons and things of that sort, which are within the game. Not to mention. The man behind the, the they have the the whole premise or build of this game is like a uh, what's that fucking game? And this is yet again another American Gladiator. That's kind of like the the steel I was going for, which sounds dope on paper. Like imagine like an American Gladiator announcer type thing with uh you know the battle royale format, which seems dope and sounds amazing. However, the execution thus far is not all that great. So. Why are you putting out quality like this? You should have just waited. You was a little bit too Like you can see the the running in this game was kind of weird like oh boy is kind of doing the 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 shimmy thing like that. You can open the ammo boxes, find ammo, find weapons, the whole nine. But you can see the game while it, like I do like this art style was trying to remain goofy. Uh in you know kind of cartoonish which is welcome. It still seems like this game should have, or at least the alpha or beta, should have been held off a little bit. Because first impressions are everything. So if the game comes out looking and playing like this and people are like not fully rocking with it, that could be detrimental in the long run when you want to release a full game or the beta. You feel what I'm saying? So while... I'm 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 not even gonna lie to you. I'm probably not gonna waste my fourteen dollars on this until it gets more stable. But it does seem interesting because I do like the aspect of having an announcer announcing kills, what's going on, things of that sort. Because the reason why you know NFL Street, NBA Street, all things like that, or sports games in general, or games in general that have an announcer last so long or are so amazing, it's because the announcer is as much as part of the game as you are. Like the announcer makes that game dope. Like NBA Street, I got quotas for that you know stopping the name of block before you take your shot you know my man's out here yelling cookies when you get your cookie snatch like it's shit like that so the game does seem dope and it does have potential but the fact of the matter is uh it doesn't have its own solid foundation to where it could be its own game so far keyword is so far who knows maybe down the line they might get it together to where it'll be dope hey what's happening eli hold up your hat where i'm called where i'm from we call it a tope oh my beanie no, I'm not selling. I told you, I don't have a big enough. Uh, you know what? I'm going to pause for a second on the, on the podcast. Let me go ahead and explain something to y'all about uh, uh, my branding and 
uh, uh, merchandising. Um, I do not have a big enough following or uh, a support group to where I can make merchandise to sell for you guys. Because I appreciate all the love and support that y'all give me. Don't get it fucked up. I appreciate the fact that y'all come to my live streams, watch the videos, the whole nine, join the damn Discord. All that. I appreciate that. But the fact of the matter is, if I'm going to sell merchandise, I need to know that I have a strong enough following to where people will support and cop it. There's no point in me having, you know, uh, 100 plus t-shirts and I only sell four of them. While it will feel good to sell four, don't get me wrong, I still got 96 shirts that are going to sit here and collect dust, you feel what I'm saying? So I have to build a stronger foundation, a stronger following to sell merchandise. Because please believe me, I do want to have, you know, beanies, hats, shirts, and hoodies and things like that. But that's in the future. I can't, I don't want to get hung up on doing that right now so early and not have a following to the point where I put way too much money in the products and not having uh, uh, a way to sell them. How many people I need? Honestly, if I probably get to 1K, eh, maybe 1 to 5K subs and people and things of that sort to where I'm averaging at least, you know, 50 to a uh, 100 plus viewers on my live streams and shit like that, then I'll start doing merchandising slowly but surely. But it'll be in a strong limited quality until I can, you know, have a certain surplus the way that other big YouTubers have to where they can have that surplus and, you know, have t shirts and shit like that constantly. So once we get to that one to 5k region, then yeah, I'm gonna have a limited quality of shirt quantity of shirts that, you know, I'll give out and things like that. But until then, I ain't got no merchandise. I'm selling myself first, and then the merchandise will come later. And also, shout out to the homie Adriana, because she's actually the one who made, who got this made for me, because I'm a Steelers fan, as y'all know. So she actually got my damn name on the damn beanie, which is fire. So shout out to the homie Adriana on that. Uh, you know, everyone's going to try to come up with what's hot now. Yeah, that's that's basically how the industry works, back on the Radical Heights. So the game does seem dope at first glance, but my biggest issue is first impression. Uh character models and things like that there was this article that was talking about why it doesn't have any female characters things like that don't take this the wrong way i'm not really worried about that out the gate like i'm more worried about the gameplay and things of that sort as an african as an african-american male or matter of fact fuck all that as a black man in america and black man who games and shit like that i'm accustomed to not seeing people who look like me in games i more so play games for story and gameplay anyways but when somebody looks like me that's an added bonus. That makes you want to buy that game twice as much. But I'm more worried about the gameplay and things of that sort. Because there's been plenty of games that have characters who don't look like me that are trash. There's games that have characters that look like me and are trash. If the game is good, I'm going to play the game. Like, it's flat out simple. My favorite game is Kingdom Hearts and there's not a... Uh, the main character's not black. You feel what I'm saying? I don't really worry about that type of stuff. That's stuff to get fake mad about. Like... I get mad when a game has customization and I can't make a character look like me. That's when I'm a little upset. Like, when I play 2K and I can't have a damn, you know, low haircut like this, but I have to get dreads or some other bullshit like that, yeah, I'm a little upset. But when the game's full set on, like, you know, a certain character or shit like that, I don't really worry about that. If if it has female characters, great. If it doesn't, great. I don't care. Is the game fun at the end of the day? If the game is trash and it has female characters, then it's just another trash game. If it's a dope game with female characters, dope. You feel me? 
like I understand the the frustration with people that want to have characters that, like in games and shit like that that they can identify with. I understand that wholeheartedly. But let's break it down first. We play games to have fun, not to be entirely politically correct. We're we're not in this for that. If you want that, join politics. And even then, at the rate that politics is, now you don't have to be politically correct. But that's a whole different story in itself. But you get what I'm saying. And I don't want to hear nobody getting fake mad over this. You you should know exactly what I mean. But anyways, next topic at hand. Top three consoles. Now, I want to see everybody's top three consoles in the comment section because y'all know I'll be interacting with the chat. So, chat, go ahead and tell me your top three consoles. And when I say top three consoles, that includes, as you can see in the thumbnail, you know, handhelds. Well, yeah, yeah. Handhelds not really a console, I would say, but whatever. But top three, like, gaming things or whatever. Give me your top three. And trust me, there's a lot. And my third pick is always a little fickle. And if... Three's too little for y'all. I'm gonna give you your top five, then your top five. I say top three because top three seems to be the the best way to put things because you know everything works in threes. But if I had to give you my personal top three, it had to be the PS2 because I got memories upon memories on that thing. The Sega Dreamcast. Oh, that thing was so fire. And then probably it's a tie between the Xbox 360 and the Wii. Real talk. Now, if I had a top five, it'd easily be PS2, uh, Dreamcast, Wii, Xbox 360, and Genesis. And then the honorable mention of a PSP. Because Final, Final Fantasy The City on the PSP got me through so many fucking road trips. I can't even begin to tell y'all this. Because the PSP was like the handheld console that did better then his predecessors with only one analog stick the psp the ps vita did not capitalize on having two analog sticks that could make the that made it dope it was just it just wasn't all that great but my homie eric said his number one ps2 snes and ps3 i respect that now the reason why i say ps2 is because ps2 had so many damn games and memories on it that i i could probably give you a zilla stories for every game i've ever played played on that from beating it to raging to everything the three the uh, uh the dreamcast was dope because my grandma she bought me that game and i remember one of my favorite games was sonic adventures and then i like she got i got the uh the, the 101 dalmatians game which was dope as shit too because i made it like my mission to find every bone in that fucking game and if i had to give it to the wii that was because the wii shifted and stopped the world for all of like I don't know, like maybe like the first four to five months it came out. You remember every barbecue, every cookout, every church gathering, every birthday party. Anything that got people together, if they didn't have the Wii, if they had the Wii, the party was lit. If they had the Wii, it wasn't as lit. You could have an Xbox 360 with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Halo 3, fucking Gears of War 1 and 2, and nobody would care about that when that Wii was out. Everybody was trying to get on that Wii. That's how you know that console, like, broke barriers and shook the world. What's happening, Trey? Was the fact that the Wii, like, oh, like outshined multiplayer consoles. Motherfuckers was out here trying to play that Wii golf, tennis, boxing, basketball. The Wii, like, just took shit over. So that's why the Wii would be probably my third. Now, the Sega Genesis 
That'd probably be my fourth because that game I had this uh, platformer called Pandemonium, which got me into platforming. Now, granted, I bought it again for like two dollars or whatever on Steam, and it does not hold up nearly the way I remember it. But that game at that time was dope. Virtual Fighter was dope. Uh, the NASCAR game I had on that was dope. The little demo thing that came like with six games, amazing. You feel what I'm saying? Like, so I have fond memories. More, more than not, more often than not, nostalgia kind of makes me choose some of these consoles. So I had to go based off of like performance and like what I like, <coughs> like overall as far as like what's, you know, what was like the best console as far as like performance wise. It'd probably be you know 360 one. PS2, then PS3, PS4, or whatever. But fuck all that. We going off pure gaming and shit that I really thoroughly enjoyed. Now, uh, what what was my my the 360 was dope. The 360 I actually I loved a lot because uh, a it was like my first taste of like competitive gaming because I had the PS3 and the PS3 ran exactly how they sold it free, the online anyways. It was free online, and the guy hacked almost every other week. It was always down. Shit was just not the business when it came to the Wii. Uh, not the Wii, the PS3 online system. The 360 was more stable. I had more fun. Not to mention I played with my core guys, like my, my boys that I have on my PS4 now. I played with them on the 360 because they all had 360. So that kind of brought us closer as far as gaming goes, and it just made it more fun. Not to mention, if it was for them, I wouldn't be as good at shooters as I am now. Because I was trash at shooters initially. I was butt cheeks, like, horrible. I was a guy who played strictly for objective with 38 kills, with 30, 38 kills, with 38 deaths, like, 10 kills, for, like, fucking 15 flag caps and shit. I was that kid. But that's why the 360 probably be, like, in that, that top five region because I, that shit was just dope. And the PSP had games out the ass that were just fun to play. It sucked that the P, the the predecessors of that were not good. Because you remember they had the PSP Go, which is like the little, the tinier one, but it like flipped up or whatever. Like they had so many different iterations that just did not work. And then they had the damn PS, the, the PS Vita, which I had, which was dope, but they did not capitalize on the analog sticks they had like little touch pads in the back which were pretty dope for like drake's uncharted but it was so spotty sometimes that it just would not work entirely the way it should be if anything they could have just either a added like little triggers on the back that we have like the full r1 l r1 r2 type deal going on or that probably would have been their, their best bet yeah that probably would have been their best bet uh dreamcast used to be my shit especially for sonic games yeah dreamcast was lit Especially since you'd have a memory card, which no bullshit was like the size of my damn phone battery charging case, and you just put that bitch in the controller, and then you got a, 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 a what's that thing called? Then you got a, I'm just gonna try to thought. Then you got your memory card and shit like that, and it's hard to lose it because it's in your controller. That was so fire. That was the dope thing about the PS2 era too, because the damn memory card was like 16 megabytes, or whatever, right? That's that ain't shit now. You can't even download half of a song for 16 megabytes. But back then, you was able to store like 30 fucking games on a 16 megabyte or was it six or 16? It was like six 16 megabyte memory card. That shit was fire. But enough of the nostalgia trip. Let's go ahead and get on to Fortnite shit. Now, Fortnite is taking over the world. It actually has taken over the world. People love it, hate it. People, you know, people's uh, significant other saying that has drawn them away from them and shit like that. The whole nine. That's like no game's good. But in today's Comedy Central version of Fortnite, this team does. Uh, let me see. 
let's see. Fortnite during tornado. And yes, you're hearing me type this shit live. So y'all about to watch some 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 shit, dog. Cause you you when I say you ain't gonna believe this, you ain't gonna believe this. This teenager was playing Fortnite while there was a tornado going on, like in his neighborhood apparently. And like he looked outside, I was like, yo, this is crazy. But I only got like five more kills left. Y'all don't believe me? <laughs> Alright, I got you. Go ahead and booyah. So tell us what you were doing and and what you saw. Um, I was sitting at home and I was playing Fortnite and all of a sudden I just hear a bunch of noise and I look out the window and I start seeing the roof come off the house in front of me. But then I sit back down because I only got like a couple people left in my gang. I was gonna try to finish the game. But then it just started getting worse and then I start throwing the power lines come down so I heard my told my sister and my nephew to come to the bathroom so everything would be okay. Y'all hear that shit? My man's was one to die over Fortnite. Fortnite. You wonder what I'm doing, I'm eating low key because I'm hungry, but my man's was legitimately playing Fortnite while a fucking tornado was going on outside of his house, dog. Bruh, Fortnite's that shit. Fortnite is that shit. To me, that's hilarious. Like, Dave he's okay and shit like that. But I think the fact that my man was like, oh shit, the roof came off the house. But I got six more kills though, fuck it. That, that's mind-boggling and comical. Like, you can't write shit like that. That's some shit that you see, like, on a sketch, and, like, people are like, does that really happen? Yes and no. Fuck, it does. My man said that he was playing Fortnite, and that he heard a whole bunch of noise. He went and looked out his window, seen that shit got real, and he said, fuck it. The storm is really coming. And he started playing. The real question is how he because I saw the car was turned over. Hey, bruh, who knows? He might have that. We don't know if he won. We, we don't know if he won. But the, uh... <laughs> if anything, he might have that Google Fiber. My man's internet might be crazy, and his power connection might be might be that shit. For all we know, I figured I'd share that with y'all because that was funny. Now on to more pressing matters and shit like that. Um, Kingdom Hearts. We y'all y'all know that is my all time favorite gaming franchise, and what originally or actually what got me. Uh. uh more i don't want to say more in tune but it has made me appreciate gaming a little bit more like i really don't know how to explain like what kingdom hearts did for me but it's like my all-time favorite game but they recently they recently released this trailer called the classic kingdom trailer and i ain't even gonna lie to y'all i'm not that impressed i know what it's about basically the kingdom hearts classic or classic kingdom is basically just like in-game minigame which is dope concept having in-game minigames is cool but it has this mini game where you're basically playing like old king like old style like handheld games and shit like that with like a Kingdom Hearts twist. Like I said, this sounds cool, but it's not as amazing. Mostly due to the fact that I want a full release date on the game. Y'all releasing these trailers, the damn theme music, you you making me all happy and nostalgic. Like I got Princess Anata and fucking Flick and fucking Pete. Mickey, I got all my Kingdom Hearts shit primed and ready. And I still ain't got a release date. And while some people might say, oh, it said 
what was it? Fall 2018. Bitch, that ain't no full release date. That is a release time of the year and season of the motherfucking year. That's release season. That's all it is. It's a season of release. Ain't no date. I need a date. I need fucking September 20th, 2018. That's what I need for a release date. Not no release season, not release year. Cause you know what you can do with all that? You can keep pushing that shit along. You can keep moving that dog. Like, I'm not trying to hear about no release year, release season. I need the full release date. And these trailers, they get me amped up. They get me hyped. Cause Kingdom Hearts is near and dear to your boy. It ain't no secret. But I can't, I'm not excited about mini games. Like, show us Star Wars in Kingdom Hearts. Show us the Marvel Universe in Kingdom Hearts. Like, come on now. You can show us a little bit more stuff that you got cooking for this game. But I'm going to show y'all what's going down. Now, hopefully I don't get copyright striked and my channel taken down and exploded and shit like that. But yeah, you can see they brought the old characters back from Kingdom Hearts 2. Actually, they didn't even bring them back because it was there the whole time. I'm tripping. But yeah, you can see it's just like old, old-timey games and shit like that. Like, it's just like little handheld, like, buttons and things like that that you're pressing. Like, I'm not... I prefer this to be a full-on mobile thing, honestly. But, yeah, like, you see... And then I beg the question, so how is, how is this going to be controlled? Like, I don't know if you understand this, but controllers have, like, evolved from like two to three buttons there's like fucking 12 not 12 but there's like eight or nine hold up two four six eight ten twelve sixteen eighteen twenty twenty buttons twenty fucking buttons twenty twenty one if you count this damn thing come on now we gotta do better. We we gotta do better. I'm not hyped about that. I'm not excited. I'm I'm more along the lines of disappointed that that is a trailer that they decided to release. And the trailer has about six hundred eighty-two thousand views, which is lit. But like, I'm not too I'm not too thrilled about it because some of the people in the comment section are like, bro, we still ain't got no release date. Like, what? Like, like what's like what's really going on? You feel what I'm saying? Like, nobody's too hype about this. Like, I'm. I'm more disappointed. I would much rather see a release date. Fuck what you heard. I want a release date. A full release date. That's what you gotta give me. You can say, fuck it. We releasing it fucking January 1st of 2019. And I'm gonna mark that date. I'm taking a week off. Ain't nobody talking to me. My phone's going off the whole nine. But we ain't got that. We got a release season. I don't want no guy. I don't need no seasons. I like seasoning on my food. I don't like seasons for my game unless it's in-game seasons. I don't need to release season. Motherfucker. Half-Life 3 gonna come out before Kingdom Hearts 3? I, I, I don't know what 3 is about to come out that I could be excited for. Because Left 4 Dead 3 ain't... Not Left, yeah, Left 4 Dead 3 ain't never coming out. Whatever. But let's get on to some, some actual happy good stuff. Uh, God of War 3. God of War 3 has, uh, you know, kind of over-exceeded expectations as far as uh, what the naysayers were saying about the game. You feel what I'm saying? Because a lot of people were saying, oh, it's not the same. 
Oh, it's gonna be trash. Bloody, bloody, blah. The same thing, you know, where people do not like change, but they get, but they complain when shit doesn't change. The irony in that. But apparently, the game is doing phenomenal all the way across the board to getting the lowest I've seen uh, God of War get as far as ratings go was I think a 94, 93. That's the lowest I've seen. But this game is getting 95 to all the way to 100s. While I can't justify 100 because no game is perfect, that's implying that the game is perfect all around. I have a hard time believing that there has to be something wrong with the game. Now that's just me being over analytical, and you know, it's hard for me to believe that a game is perfect. It, it's just difficult for me to fathom that. But if it is, more power to it. But that game drops this Friday. I'm excited to play it. You already know it's about to go down. But, my only reserve about it is, I'm going to have to like, I don't even know how to put this, but I really, really am kind of reserved as far as the, the, the dynamic between Kratos and his son. Because I watch the trailers over and over again every now and again. You know, I read little excerpts about expectations or what people think about the game a little bit. I'm not watching it, but I'm kind of reading what they're saying a little bit. And I really want to know the dynamic because I don't want his son to be too much of a pushover, but I don't want his son to be a complete savage out the gate. I like the build up. You feel what I'm saying? Are we getting a walkthrough? You might get a live walkthrough, but I, I like the build up of characters and things like that. Like I don't want his son to be, you know, a little hoax. I'm like, you're, you're Kratos' son. Like this dude has killed gods three to two times over. Like this is what he do. But I don't want him to be the man. My dad ain't shit. Cause I'm like Kratos, you don't know, fuck him up. You feel what I'm saying? Like. I want the game to have character buildup, and like if anything, Santa Monica, hopefully they did their things about what we've seen with the 15 minutes of gameplay that we showed a few weeks ago. It looks like they got busy on this game. I just need the story to be A1. I just do not want to be let down. Although it gets high ratings, you have to be able to go off your own rating itself. You have to be able to go off your, your, your own judgment, you feel what I'm saying? Like, you can't see all these high-rated games and shit like that, and then they be trash. For love of God, they rated Call of Duty the highest shit at one point in the game. But, like, games get high ratings and be trash every day, B. I'm not saying God of War is going to be trash, but you got to stay well-reserved. You got to expect less and be that much more impressed when it over-exceeds your expectations. You feel what I'm saying? You expect less, you start low right here. Like, it's going to be a game. Hopefully, it's dope iteration of God of War or whatever. Then when they over-exceed your expectations, you enjoy the game that much more. You got to go in that bitch with low expectations. Because when you expect too much, you're only, like, you're only going in there with the, the heart of wanting to be let down. You feel what I'm saying? Because if you play the original God of Wars from 1, 2, 3, Ascension, the PSP version, shit like that, you know that Kratos is that savage, and you have a connection with that with that game and that story and character and things like that. So when you go in thinking, oh, it has to be the exact same formula, it has to be the same God of War, he needs to be able to jump, which apparently there's no jump button, but whatever. But he needs to be able to jump, he needs to be able to do this, blah, 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 blah. And the game kind of goes against the grain, but it kind of still keeps the, the God of War feel. You're kind of being let down, just like, oh, it's not the same. <laughs> like, shut up. And open your mind to the fact that they could take the same character that you love and make him grow or flip it and give him a protege. You feel what I'm saying? Like, there's always options. Kratos has shown, contrary to popular belief, that he's not a one-dimensional character. You've seen the growth from, like, one, two, three. You've seen that type of growth where one 
He was just, I gotta kill Ares. I gotta kill Ares. He tricked me to killing my family. Blah, blah, blah. Then God of War 2. I'm a god. I need to get my powers back or whatever. Zeus screwed me over. Then God of War 3. Yo, Zeus gotta go because there's something wrong with him and I'm tired of living this life. You kind of seen that growth where like he went from getting back to kind of like, I'm sick of all this shit. I did what I gotta do. I'm, I, I can, you know, I'm, I'm done with this nightmare type shit. You feel what I'm saying? It was all talking about like his different level, uh, a uh, new level, new devil type shit. First level, he was about to die because he fought, he fought like the Mongolians or some shit like that. And I'm sorry if you ain't played God of War yet. You talk about spoil spoiler alert, but it's been ten plus years. You should have been known this shit. But you know he asked Ares for help. Ares took down his enemies or whatever. Then made Kratos an uncontrollable force of nature in the in the art of war and shit like that. Kills his family because he's tricked or whatever, right? He you know mind fucked. Gets pissed off because now he's covered in the ashes of his family, or whatever. That's why they called him the Ghost of Sparta. Goes and kills Ares. Becomes the new god of war. Kills Athena by accident by trying to kill Zeus. And before even doing that, he loses his powers in the first place, which then transpires into him killing Athena by accident and shit like that. Then the third game comes in, where he's leading on the siege to go kill Zeus because Zeus has done him wrong, and he's so sick of Zeus's shit, along with the Titans and things of that sort. Then you find out once when Kratos opened up Pandora's box in the very first game, released all the plagues of... What which came with it because in Pandora's box they had great power but also great evils with inside of it which then possessed Zeus to become horribly fearful to the point where he started hurting those around him and shit like that. Then he killed Zeus. Actually he killed all the gods in the most savage fashions. But once he did that, he killed himself. He's all like, I can finally die. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm tired of this shit. Fuck this life. And then now he's back and he remembers his past because I don't understand how. But his son doesn't know that, but if you know anything about family, your blood is inside of him. Therefore, he's going to start picking up on things, such as like natural aggression and shit of that sort. But beyond all that, hopefully, hopefully, God of War delivers. And I have no doubt in my mind that it will fully underperform, you feel what I'm saying? And that That's my entire thought process. I, I really don't think so, although they do got a different voice actor. Thanks, I don't have to watch the storyline like you told me to. Oh, yeah, you gotta watch it. You gotta fully watch it and understand it, because I've skipped over a lot of details in the game that will fully make you like Kratos, or... I don't... Yeah, fuck it. Idolize Kratos the way that some of us do. Because I just told you, like, little excerpts of the shit. I gave you, like, the... What's that shit called? The cliff notes. Or the summary. You need to still watch it. Um, there's this dude named uh, uh, Zun, uh, Zunzi or whatever. Like, look up, like, God of War movie or whatever, and it'll come up. Anyways... But there's also another piece of news that I want to share with y'all while I I was actually at work and actually seen this. Uh, the most popular, or the popular game at the time, basketball game, that, you know, kind of took the, I don't want to say pressure, but took people's attentions off of uh, uh, NBA Live and 2K that kind of make people have fun again. NBA Playgrounds. This game was, what was it, 15 bucks, and there was no microtransactions in the game. People loved it. It had YouTubers in it. Shout out to the homie IKC, because he's in the game. A few other YouTubers who I'm not familiar with, but I just know iPods in the game and shit like that. You know, people were playing it, loving it, and then they eventually had, like, the little $15 thing. We could have all the cards or whatever. And I don't know why they did that, but people seen it coming. But they're making a sequel to the game. Now, I'm going to show y'all the little reveal trailer and things like that. Uh, it looks 
kind of the same. I'm not seeing anything too different with the character models. Um, we're going to watch this. I'm going to give y'all the live thoughts and opinions of the podcast. And we're going to discuss this on what they could do and improve to draw in the crowd. Because, granted, people probably had to leave the game and low-key forgot about it in the sense of, like, what it could have been type things. And it seems like they're trying to bring that crowd back. And you seen the clip when dude, when he uh, bashed Hercules' head in? Savage shit. But, yeah, we're going to watch the debut trailer. And we're going to discuss this after it's over. So... Oh shit. I seen it, man. <laughs> Boy went up from behind ah. the three point line. Slammed it. Yo, this dude bugging out. Man. So yeah. Here is the Dan release trailer. <laughs> Anthony Davis out here snatching ankles. Lit. KD, so it looks like one-on-ones. Ben Simmons, Lonzo Ball. Championships. John Wall and Russ West. Double alley-oops. I'll remember that being in the first one. I haven't played in a minute, so I don't really remember. QJB's voice acting this game. Oh, he did? Oh, that's dope. I don't know QJB, but, you know, shout out to him for, you know, being up in this bitch. That's dope. Uh, now I have to find my fucking face cam. There we go. So, uh, what do y'all, what do y'all think about that in the comments, in the, in the chat? Let me know what y'all think about this. Personally, I think it's dope, but I'm not... Well, obviously, they, they probably had to make some type of money off of this in order for it to make a sequel. It didn't show too much n anything new within the game. It just showed, like, the most popular players now. I mean, Westbrook looked the exact same to me, like, character model-wise and shit like that. I didn't see a 3-on-3, three -three, which would have been fire. It's still like, it still looks like they're using the two on the 2v2 format. Seems like there's going to be a championship mode within the game. Things of that sort. This is just preemptive thinking. Uh, my whole thing about the about this is they need to a have more game modes. B, I'm telling you, a three v three with this game would be fire. Three v three. That's like the perfect little mesh for this type of game. Three v three. Keep it easy. Two v two is cool, but it kind of gets old a little bit. I prefer three v three. The game also needs to. Uh, how should I put this? <sighs> it needs to offer its previous mistakes. Because, I granted, I think they did eventually patch, you know, the rebounding and stealing and things like that. The trials in order to get new players and cards was cool. But I want to see a, a tournament mode similar to how Tekken has it. So if you've never played Tekken 7, then you probably would not know that Tekken has, like, a tournament mode that you could, you know, set up in the game, invite people, or just have people join it. This game has that type of potential to do that and be successful with it because A, is goofy. People love playing goofy shit. B, it brings them that type of NBA Jam nostalgia. And C, who doesn't like over-the-top basketball and competing? People love to compete. That's why motherfuckers play online games multiplayer. They like competing. 
So by having that tournament mode and giving the incentive of like, you know, uh, first place gets like five packs, second place gets like three, third place gets like two or one, and then that's it. And like every place after that, you know, you get more rep or whatever towards those packs and things like that. That's what they could do that can make this game fire. And not to mention, you said QJB's voice acting in this game. That's dope. But I need the announcer to be dope as hell too. Because like I said about Radical Heights, games like these that are going after the whole, you know, commentary type within the gameplay thing, they need to also include a dope ass announcer for when you get buckets for when somebody gets dunked on block the ball stolen from the whole nine it needs all that because those things kind of go hand in hand that's what makes people love nba street and nba like the the, the 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 street series so much because the announcer was just as a part of the game as you were playing the game same thing like def jam like fight for new york that's everybody's like probably top 10 to Top, top 20 to even, I'd argue, top 5 in some cases, game of all time. Because not only were we fighting as rappers, you had a dope-ass soundtrack. The customization was cool as shit because it matched that era. But the announcer was fired, too, for when somebody got knocked out or when shit got real. Like when you grabbed a bottle or some shit. You feel what I'm saying? So, for this game to be full-on successful, and I'm going to need whoever is trying to add me to, to chill the fuck out. Uh... This game needs a dope announcer. To me, an announcer in the game makes that game twice as dope. Because then, when they do like little promos and, and uh, uh, advertising and shit like that, that announcer starts to become embedded in people's heads. You feel what I'm saying? Because people will forever remember, you know, NBA Jam. Shit, I have it in my latest basketball video, of which, make sure y'all go, go ahead and check that out. It's on the channel, 3v3. You know, my man George out there getting buckets. Check out 2v2, because I was out there getting buckets, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, the announcer, you remember, he's on fire from downtown. You remember all of that type of shit. You remember NFL Street. You remember NBA Street. You remember Def Jam. You remember all of those type of announcers that, like, Made that game that much more uh, interactive and things like that. Because you always want the announcer to be on your side because you got annoyed when you was losing and an announcer was talking shit to you. That made you feel bad and it made you want to compete that much more. So with a game like this, they need to capitalize on that. I'd also add more voice acting. And I'm not saying you need to go get every single NBA player. That's unrealistic. But if you could grab a few players in the game... You know, like the 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 uh, the popular ones, for like when you select them or whatever. Like you know, you select Lonzo Ball or whatever. He's all like, yeah, you know what time it is, type shit. And then you know, if you deselect him, like, oh, you ain't a big baller. Yeah, I'm giving y'all. If you watching this NBA Playgrounds, take some of these ideas. I and hopefully add me in the game because that'd be lit. But you feel what I'm saying? Like that'd be kind of dope. Like you pick be like, yeah. Then like you don't stop. He's like, you ain't ready. Things like that. The crowd, they needed more they need to be more into the game, cheering, talking, that smacking things like that. Like when you go to another court, I want to be in that hostile environment within this goofy game. Cause you can go over the top with what they're saying and things like that. The gameplay, as long as they fix the stealing spam, the block spam, as long as they can fix the spam, that's dope. As long as they can fix the rebounding, that's dope. The shooting and whatnot, that was kind of I don't really have a problem with that too much, but like the defense seemed kind of spotty. The steel span was old. The pushing pissed me off beyond measure, and the blocking. Not to mention, they need to make sure they're. I haven't played the game recently, but they need to make sure the servers are stable. 
Because if y'all seen some of my previous live streams when I was playing that game, nothing was more rage-inducing than trying to play that game. And then somebody's connection was spotty. So I'm over here skipping. I'm over here shooting shots that are, like, going into hoop or missing things already halfway down the court. Make sure your connection's on point. Get uh, good voice acting on point. Make sure that <coughs> you have a uh, invite system, which makes sense, and it's easy to invite my friends so we could play against each other. Set up tournaments, things of that sort. And also, it would be hella fire, because I'm not sure if they added this, but imagine if you could have you and your homeboy play another team of somebody else. So, like, say I invite the homie Eli to come play with me, and we run two-on-two -two versus another group of players. Or they have to be on three, so I invite the homie Eli and Dante or whatever, and then we go against some cats and shit like that. That would be fire beyond measure. If y'all listen to Playgrounds, listen to some of these things and add that. Because that'd be twice as fun. So, like, I control fucking Westbrook. Then somebody else has, like, Jimmy Butler. Then somebody else has, like, Anthony Davis. Like, that'd be fun. At the end of the day, we're in gaming for one thing. And that is fun. And I take that back. We're in here for two things. To have fun and escape reality. Because, you know, sometimes you need a stress reliever to just relax, kick your feet up, play a game, and then get back to your grind. And this game is... Obviously, that what the game is going for to just have fun and bring gaming back to its core roots, which is fun. But hopefully, they add this. Hopefully, they listen. Make sure that y'all go ahead and like and share and subscribe and all that good stuff. I'm in this like one of my videos. But let me go ahead and stop all that. This was the Run Those Game Podcast, episode ten. My co-host is always working and getting a grind on. As a matter of fact, I almost forgot to add this. Next week for episode 11, think about adding a guest. So, if you're in interested in being a guest to the podcast, make sure you DM me. That is uh, fucking at 54 feet too long on social media. So, Twitter, uh, that's 54 feet too long on Twitter. That is uh, at Woozilla on IG, shit like that. Make sure you also join my Discord, because then I can drag you in so you can be part of the podcast if you are interested in all that. So make sure you go ahead and follow and add your boy, all that good stuff. We will probably have our first guest next week on episode 11. I hope you guys enjoyed. Leave a like. Subscribe to the channel, because I do appreciate that oh so much. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to my co-host channels, which are in the description box below. Make sure you show love to the homie Ricky. It's your boy, Woozilla, and we out.